everybody. Welcome to Rock and Roll Shinsu Chu, episode number 67. My name is Gabe Essel. I'm here with my co-hosts, Dennis Levi Leach and Jonathan Getz. How's it going, guys? Up All down. right. Yeah, right. Most bittersweet day of my life. Well, we're going to we're going to get into that. Um, you know, I uh, want to remind everybody uh, before we get started, check us out at rockchu.com. You can find all of our episodes as well as other fun stuff there, including links to all of our social media pages. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at rock in That's rock as in no more curse. Um, so check us out there, please as well. And like us on Facebook, rate us on uh, iTunes or any podcasting app where you stream or download us. We'd really appreciate it. Well, the curse was lifted on Wednesday night in Cleveland as the Cubs and Indians fought it out in a Game 7 for the ages. What a game. For long-suffering Cubs fans, waiting through the game's rain delay may have been more excruciating than waiting 108 years to reach this point. Nevertheless, the Cubbies fought back and are World Series champions. That still sounds funny. But it really happened because millions of people flocked to Millennium Park today to watch Joe Madden and company hoist baseball's grand prize. And tonight we're going to talk about Eddie and the Cubs, but not that Eddie, though. Probably the Eddie that you're thinking of. Uh, We'll remember former Black Crows keyboardist Eddie Harsh, who passed away today at age 59. So, guys... uh, Well, let's get into the good stuff first, all right? Um, Tonight is a mix of... uh, of uh, uh, joyous and somber news, uh, Levi, you got a fucking World Series title, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. It's like a huge giant weight has been lifted, and I said that to my wife, and she's like, "Are you serious?" She's like, "It's like some people just don't get it." It was just so it's many millions of really people have wanted this for over a hundred years. There are generations and generations and generations of fans who never got to see this. It's probably one of the biggest days in sports history. It really is. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I I'm mean, I, some people are already like the Cubs world series could save baseball. Like they're like putting that on it already. Like yeah. if this could get young kids back into baseball and, this, you know, it could, yeah. it could get the sport big again because what there was like forty million plus people tuned in, yeah, or something highest, like that. The, the ratings, highest rating since in like fifteen yeah. years. Yeah, the ratings were insane. It's it's huge. It's it's freaking huge. Uh, whether you live in Chicago, whether you're a Cubs fan or not, I mean, just it's, it's a monumental occasion. Um, so I, I mean, I, I'm surprised the city hasn't burned down. I mean, I, (laughs) dude, honestly, yeah, I always, in my mind, I always thought that I was like, dude, Chicago will burn down the second time if the Cubs win the world. So yeah, what what happened after they won? Yeah. Give us the lies from Chicago. You're on the north side. Yeah. I live on the north side. I, I live north of Wrigley field. Um, uh, I live, uh. I don't know, kind of halfway between Wrigley Field and Evanston, for those of you who may know Chicago's north side. So I'm certainly in Cubs territory. And, uh, you know, it was a lot of honking, a lot of people running around. Um, I There's a McDonald's right next to my, my building, and there were people, like, running through around the drive-thru. You know what I mean? Like, just like, ah. <laughs> like, like, going up and, like, talking in the speaker and stuff. Um <laughs> 
I assume things were crazier closer to to Wrigley Field. Um, things look pretty nuts down there. But yeah, you know, it was a lot of honking. Like I woke up then. Um, you know, I was uh, that was right after the game happened. Obviously, there was the immediate reaction of everybody. And I, I have a seven-week-old daughter, so I'm up a lot in the middle of the night. And, yeah, I got up about 3 o'clock to feed her. People were still screaming outside. So, um, And then I got up again about 7 to get ready for work. And, uh, yeah, people were still honking. So, you know, it was – but, like, there weren't – I didn't see, like, any, you know, orgies in the streets or anything like that. Maybe that, that might have been happening over on Clark or something. <laughs> they had one in the 70s, it would have been. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, but yeah, everybody's pretty happy. I think everybody's still, um, you know, either literally or figuratively drunk. Um, so, so oh, because yeah. Because there's time like, besides St. Patrick's Day, they've died the Chicago River, died mm-hmm. it blue today. Yeah. So Thursday, a pretty collective hangover, I think, for a lot of the city. Um, but yeah, yeah, they died the River Blue today. and uh, there, the was, pre- there was no or- Orange River for the Bears. There was no Red River for the Hawks or Bulls. Or a Black yeah. River for the White Sox. Um, right? I don't know what they would have done. Yeah, there. you know, um, I... Uh, this is probably... this is. Well, I shouldn't say probably. It is. It's Chicago's biggest championship ever. Yeah, um, it's surprising it really that something could usurp the 85 Bears, but it sounds like that this point. Yeah. yeah, I think and so. Before the episode, Jonathan said the one figure he saw was like five million people at the rally. Unconfirmed. Somebody was throwing that around. I mean, God, that's I I don't know. I mean, those are estimates. What's greater greater Chicagoland population? Well, about there's about if you count the suburbs like Chicagoland area. Like there's close to 10 million people here. But just within the city limits themselves, it's like three so, like, you would have to have, like, the whole city and then, like, two million people. That's, like, I saw, putting, like, that's, like, putting, like, like Philadelphia in there, too. You know? I saw that the, the metro I don't believe was... It was five million. There was a shitload of people, but not probably not five million. The only thing I saw was a headline of one article, and it said it was the seventh largest human gathering that's ever been had on the planet. Wow. That was, like, the big, bold headline. Wow. Okay. So, I, I don't know what the... Basically, it's point. possible. Like, could you fit five million... I guess, like, they include everybody on the parade route, maybe, yeah. as yeah. well. I, it's, well like I, I said, that, that's an unconfirmed number. That somebody just threw that out yeah, there. Yeah. I don't know. If, yeah. I, I know that Juliana Zobris, Ben Zobris' wife, the uh, the MVP of the World Series, Ben Zobris, yeah. he, uh, they were on the top of the double-decker bus, and she turned her camera on, on her phone, and it was just a sea of people lined on every street, and they would pass a block, and you would see down that block and all you could see was people for like yeah forever. yes some of the photos i've seen are pretty breathtaking um yeah i uh i was at work i was i was in my my windowless office so uh, <laughs> was I there any, did anybody uh call in today where you work everybody in my office was there yeah um and i i, I work with mainly cubs fans so hmm. um uh, you know, but I, 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 I mean, the crowd looked like it skewed kind of younger, yeah. you know, yeah. just because those like the people like who are 21 have a lot like a lot of free time on their hands. You know? So. So, yeah, it, it looked like the crowd skewed a little bit younger and obviously it's a big party. So. Um, so, yeah, I think I think uh, there were a lot of people there. I don't, I don't know how many, but there were a ton um, and it, it probably uh, trumps the uh, 
the other recent celebrations of the the White Sox and the Blackhawks. What's uh, that? Ben Zobris is a super class act. And I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, yesterday... He had. They bought a house when they got to Chicago, somewhere in Wrigleyville, somewhere oh, really? right out there, because he biked to to the stadium that day in like full uniform. Did you Did oh, you yeah. see that? Yeah. One day he biked to the stadium in full Cubs uniform, like like a cool. little league. That's funny because in little league, like you you would be cool enough to only like wear your pants, you but you would wear a t shirt to the game, and then you'd put on your jersey top like when you got to the game. It wasn't That's cool right. to show up in full uniform in little league. So he did, did this at the World Series? No, he didn't do it at the World Series, but it was one of the games um, right like towards the playoff the, game? Yeah, it might have been a playoff game or right at the end of right the on. season. That's cool. Top, they made a Tops Now card of it, one of cool. those limited edition Tops cards. Cool, cool. Um, so yesterday, he comes out of his front porch in Wrigleyville, starts talking to his neighbors. Start signing autographs. They have a shot. People are just lined up for blocks. Oh, really? Like, masses of people. Nice. And he, I don't know how many hours or whatever he stood there, but he, like, talked with all of his neighbors and all these people and signed autographs for kids for the day after he won the World Series MVP. Wow. I just thought that was really cool and really humble. Yeah, good for him. Levi, I take, wouldn't want I wouldn't want that many people hanging around my house. Yeah, so good. Too late. Yeah, Levi, take us back yeah, to. Yeah, everybody knows um, where you live. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. What was that? Take us back to the Cubs have a six three lead and Chapman gives up the three run home run. What, what are you thinking? I'm sorry, I Chapman screamed. gives up the two run home run with a six four yeah, lead. I, I screamed no. My wife thought something was wrong with me physically. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe this is happening again. I remember seeing people, I was three years old in 1984, and I can still remember people crying. Hmm. In 89, I can remember people crying. And that wasn't even the World Series. No, no. Neither of them. 2003, you know? And so I'm like, I I can't freaking believe this is happening. Yeah. And um, complete honesty... It goes into rain delay. I turn it off. I was like, I can't take this. I can't take it. I already have a... a, You were ready to go to bed or what? (laughs) Yeah, I went and laid down in bed. And my wife, she was... She's been having some chest congestion. So she went and laid in the other room because she was coughing. And um, I was laying there. And I don't know, like, however long it was, about 20 minutes... I flipped the TV on, and they were rolling the tarp off the field. So I was like, okay. <laughs> and, and part of me was like, you know, and they and people, you know, analysts and people on ESPN and everybody has mentioned this, but I thought it too as well. It seemed like it was like a reset button. You know what I mean? It seemed like a reset button. Sure. The, the game was now 0-0. There was what, like an inning or two, you know, whatever left to play and you know it it was the the best rain delay in cubs history it was yeah you're right it was a little bit of an equalizer you know it uh prior to that prior to that rain delay the indians had the momentum on their side yeah Yeah, absolutely and um one of the cool behind the scenes stories of that rain delay is that 
Jason Hayward called a players only meeting right. and took everybody into the weight room and um, basically was like, you know, we're good. We'll be fine. You guys, we can do this. We've always come back. And like gave like I guess an epic hype speech and um from a guy who hasn't really had a great post exactly you know yeah. exactly or and, and uh, actually kind of a disappointing first season as a Cub oh too. it was an awful first season from he had like yeah, a six hundred yeah. OPS yeah. yeah offensively it was awful yeah he saved a lot of runs this year though yeah and he made some plays that I'm not sure anybody else in that position right. in the outfield could have made. There was a play during the World Series. He made an awesome, like, coming in diving catch. And, uh, you know. Yeah. You're paying $25 uh, million dollars a year for defense. Basically. We are. <laughs> and, and defense and base running, basically. Yeah. You know, and, but, um, you know, but you won the World Series, so nobody gives but, a shit. But he, was the guy, right. he was the guy who stepped up and lit the fire that possibly got those guys to, to yeah. win the World Series. You know what I mean? It's such a that's one just another one of the beautiful stories of baseball. You know yeah. what I mean? Baseball is a game of redemption. And uh the Cubs definitely they came out and Schwarber got that hit and they pulled him for Almora and Almora is a very young player. You know what I mean? He uh I mean he's been in the Cubs system for a long time, but this was his first, you know, obviously postseason ever. And um a fly ball to the outfield, and he had the frame of mind to tag up, you know. And if yeah, he didn't base get to, running. if he didn't get to second, you know, he we wouldn't have got the RBI the next set. Right, right. right. That's really and he needed really both those set. runs. And so that's that's base running beyond his years, right there. <laughs> absolutely, and uh, yeah, and then nobody. Honestly, I love Ben Zobris. Like I said, he deserves, I think, the MVP. But Miguel Montero got the game winning run. Sure. You know what I mean? And he's uh, a guy that, you know, hadn't really contributed much. Oh, you know, he was right. the third yeah. catcher of that game. Yeah. Right. All, what was the stat? All three Cubs catchers played, and they all had an RBI. Yeah. Yeah. Which is Good an impressive. Yeah. yeah. David Ross, his last game as a Cub, hits a home run off Andrew Miller. Bonkers, man. He needs seven of yeah. yeah. It's. It, yeah. Honestly, you know, I'm biased because I'm a Cubs fan, but it was one of the best World Series ever. It was. Yeah. Oh, that game was. Every game seemed like a Game 7 almost. Every game was just like so intense. Yeah, for the Cubs fans, it was. The last three games were Game 7s. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what did you think after that third out? What what happens? What happens in the Leach household? What am I hearing? Uh, I, for, I, I was like, woo! And then just like, <laughs> kind of like a silence. Because I didn't yeah. know how to feel. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's part a foreign of me was like, obviously overjoyed. And then part of me was sad. Like, you know, I had some friends that I wish could have stuck around to see this. And, sure. and you know, friends of my family that I, you know, the people I saw crying in 84, you know, and, uh, so that it was a little bittersweet then for a little bit, but it's just it's amazing. It was like a giant weight was lifted. Here's what I think happened, right? Levi, the the third out came, right? Ashley and um, Susanna run in. They're like, "Yay!" You know, there's the window is broken, right? Levi's nowhere to be found. <laughs> Ashley and Susanna peer outside, right? Colorado mountains, beautiful in the background. It's night. <laughs> 
full moon, Levi turns into a cub. Okay? <laughs> he's a physical cub. And he's like, ah! Bear claw. <laughs> right? Then, then, okay, and like, Susanna's like, Dad! And Ashley's like, let him go. You know? <laughs> Levi, Levi kind of scurries off into the Colorado forest, right? They get up the next day, right? Levi wakes up. He's on a he's on a park bench in Chicago, right? And he's just wearing a Cubs thong. That's it, all right. And he's painted blue. He doesn't know how it happened, right? There's like like a little bit of fur, you know, on his arm, so it's kind of like he's still a little bit half Cub. He's like, oh, uh. that's what I think happened. Yeah, you made it all the way to Wrigley, but you don't remember anything. Yeah, it was an alternate reality. Right. In all honesty, what actually happened was. Susanna, I, he's more cub than man now. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Still longer your father. Um, it was it was me in the dark in my bedroom alone, consuming it all, trying to digest it and break it down. My wife and kid were asleep in, uh-huh, the, in yeah. the other room. And um it was just a crazy moment. You know, I mean it, it was just I don't know. It, it's un. It's hard to put into words. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I bet you don't fall asleep very quickly after something like that happens. Well, no, and then yeah. I on top of it, I've been having some knee pain, and between the knee pain and the World Series win, it was like I got two hours of sleep. I think Wednesday. <laughs> People are testing you, all right? <laughs> oh yeah, Physically it's like and you know, the Cubs might win the World Series, but this other bad stuff's going to happen. You're going to have to deal with it. Yeah. You know, congrats, man. I, the, I, I, and I mean this with all zero. You were, you were the first person I thought of when I, uh, when the, uh, the final out came. Dude, so, and yeah, when, when Chapman gave up the home run, I felt sick for you and and for other other Cubs fans, and and I was like, oh no. This is this is what they've been talking about for the last hundred eight years, and I just felt so sick. Yeah. Oh, dude! It was like the curse reared its mighty head. Yeah, and, and the Cubs <laughs> bats—the Cubs took wooden bats and beat it back. Yeah, and absolutely. I, it, it was. I and another, you know, another behind-the-scenes report from that happening is, I guess during that that meeting that Jason Hayward had, I guess Chapman was just tore. Yeah, he was balling. They said. Yeah, and so you know. Uh, that shows me that he cared, obviously. Not that you wouldn't, you know. I mean, hey, he was been on the world, team for a couple months. Yeah, but that shows so. right, how, yeah. how invested he was, yeah. and that made me happy. Yeah, and um, you know, they pulled it out. They pulled I mean, it's it, out. it still sounded. It sounds like a really tight knit group, even though there are a few, you know, a, a few hired hands that had to come in, but. Uh, you know, they, they acclimated very quickly and, and became mm-hmm. a part of the team. And, oh, yeah. and that's good. And that's what you team. want in a, yeah. you know, in a World Series team. The core is so young that those pieces they had to bring in, they're, you know what I mean? People become free agents, whatever. Those pieces yeah. are going to go, yeah. but the management is so good that they know what pieces to bring in next. It's right. like, oh, yeah. So with yeah, the young the boy core, wonder. yeah, they, you know... Tons of people already are throwing around the big D word. And it's like, you know, I don't know if they're a dynasty. No one knows that. Yeah, let, yeah. let time decide that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. the Blackhawks, 
I would say they're a dynasty. The Bulls were a dynasty, obviously. Um, sure. If the Cubs, if the Cubs win, you have to win at least three. I um, think that's so. what, yeah, I was yeah. going to say. And, and, I think if you win three and five, uh, then yeah, I would say you're a dynasty. Three and five. Yeah. So I mean, you know, who knows? They they have talent, obviously, and um, you've got, I would say, right now, the best player in baseball on your team, and Bryant. Yeah. Well, and like right I, now, I don't know. Like, like, if he holistically is he the best? Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. too soon. But like right now, if I was building the team, that's the guy I'd take. If I could take it's anybody. The most amazing story of the World Series too, a guy I would probably take maybe almost first over Bryant, and that's saying a lot. Schwarber, the guy saw three games worth of pitches this year, yeah. and then injures his knee, and. Just like does everything his doctors tell him and rehabs the hell out of himself, yeah. and comes back and hits over four hundred something in the World Series. Levi, you know you see what happened here. You absorbed Schwarber's knee pain. I did, <laughs> dude. I never thought about that. You're totally right. Osmosis. You're like I'll take this for the team. <laughs> like lay, lay it all on me. <laughs> I will carry this burden for you, Kyle. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> oh man they, they better send you a ring Levi they better yeah no kidding huh? no, no one, dude you, you're talking about rings you know who was sitting at home and uh, somehow now gets a ring I just found out in an article Joe Nathan oh played, no kidding played for the Cubs for like he pitched like three or four times oh, yeah. and he gets a ring Does it, now doesn't the team vote on some of that like, who was it on the World Series roster? They vote on who gets a ring that wasn't on, on the roster. Know. And he might, since he's such a vet. You know, I'm they'll surprised probably... we didn't see Manny Ramirez at the parade today. I thought he was still, like, in the Cubs system and stuff. But maybe he was As only a, coach. Like a training coach or something. But I, I wondered if he would get a ring. I was like, I wonder if Manny Ramirez gets one. Because I'm pretty sure don't, like, scouts get him and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, yeah it, it it varies year to year who gets them. Depends on the front office who they want to give them to. I think. Dude, I would honestly. I hope Ryan Sandberg somehow could get one. I mean, I don't know. I, I he's like been around the team the last few months, and so it's like special advisor ring. Something, yeah. dude. That dude gave his life to the Cubs. Man, he gave That's his whole. Right, Pulled the Jordan and retired, and then came back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch. And you know, first first the Royals the Royals take it. Now the Cubs. Gabe, you're you're on the clock. Yeah, with the White yeah. Sox. So I was gonna say, yeah, 2017. This has to spell a championship for the White Sox, right? Yeah, complete the trifecta. Uh, yeah, my championship is fairly recent, so I'll I'll, I'll settle for a postseason appearance. I'll. I'll settle for the second wild card <laughs> yeah, slot. Right. Right? Like Even losing the wild card game would yeah. be fine. Yeah, Can you suppose. imagine a Cubs White Sox World Series? Oh, that would be insane. Yeah, yeah, it would. I mean, I, I think Comiskey would probably be probably be about sixty percent Cubs fans, probably. But um... Dude, the Cubs fans travel well, man. Some of those games at Progressive Field, it was like. Wow, there are a lot of Cub fans. There. I think there are a yeah. lot of Cleveland fans recouping some season ticket money that Game 7 night by selling the <laughs> tickets. Yeah. <sighs> With all due respect, I don't know if you're going to get Devil Rays fans to travel to San Francisco or something like that. You know, it's probably probably certain fan bases where uh, 
worth that. What am I, I, I just said yeah. devil rays. You did. Too, so. You just dated yourself, Gabe. <laughs> There'll always be the devil rays to me. <laughs> right? To me too. Their logo, they'll always Back picture like Back in 2003, Seiko. they were the devil rays. Anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, well, anyway, man. Congrats, Levi. I, I, I thought of you right away, uh, and everybody else who uh, who's been important. I mean, if I if I had to take a poll, most of my friends are probably Cubs fans. Yeah, you know, most. I, yeah, I would say it's probably the highest percent, um, probably the most well represented team among my friends. So, I was thinking of all of you, uh, and I'm happy for you. So, thanks. Man. Well done. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Well, guys, you know, um, uh, I. I this is tough. Um, the bittersweet part of my day. Yeah, yeah right, right. Um, a guy who's not a household name um, in rock and roll. He should be, but he isn't. But he's certainly uh, um, an important figure for us and uh, a lot of other Black Crows fans. Uh, Eddie Harsh, keyboardist for the Crows uh, from 1991 uh, until 2006, Um yeah, he died today. Um, uh, you know, the the details are still emerging, but uh, or have yet to emerge, I should say, other other than he passed away. Uh, but yeah, you know, really, really sad. And uh, I know it kind of for Levi, it kind of cast a little bit of a of a cloud over uh, all the the joy that's that's happened over the last uh, you know four yeah, years. Yeah, I, I I literally found out the news while I turned on ESPN to watch the Cubs parade and rally. Yeah, yeah, it was just like, oh my. God, it was yeah. It was like somebody kicked me in the gut multiple times. And uh, you know, I think all of us and Jonathan had mentioned this when we were texting earlier. You know, it sounds kind of selfish, but I, you know, all all of us were looking forward to these upcoming shows for the Magpie Salute Project, uh, which I, I'm not sure what's going to come of that now. I, it might go on in some other form. I don't know. Um, but uh, so yeah, there's that. And uh, you know, I got to admit, a little part of me was like. Ah, these magpie salute shows are happening. You know what could come next? You know, I mean, like I, hey, I was thinking of that as well, and I was hoping that was kind of around the corner too, but uh, uh, not so at least, or not so at least with Eddie. Uh, so uh, yeah, he's a guy I've we, uh, we you know, I met him a couple times, and not that uh, not that we I think we all met him, we right? got to know each other mm-hmm. that well, but he was always funny. Oh, uh, always funny. And, super down to earth yeah gracious like. yeah yeah he was uh he was he, he he was uh he seemed like uh he was he was just a regular dude you know um and just not only was he funny and uh and uh he was just such a great keyboardist i mean he's so good uh, if you listen to an album like amorica i mean it's just it's just not the same record without him oh, yeah. it's just really so not yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Southern Harmony, and I, I, I really think Amorica especially, though. I mean, that's that's the Eddie Amorica. Re- I mean, you listen back to back nonfiction, and she gave good sunflower. Yeah. It's so, uh, um, it's 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 so like two different approaches, so disparate. And but he just like he tackles it, um, you know, back to back, and it, it shows his range. Yeah. Uh, just those two tracks, back to back. Obviously, yeah. even uh, Downtown Money Waster, Descending, and everything. Yeah, um, yeah, but you know, to go I from, never thought you know, about it, but yeah, dude, that is like the Eddie album. Yeah, yeah. Descending's my favorite closing song for any album ever. No, it tears me up. Yeah, it does God. Beautiful. Yeah, and uh, I, I one of my fondest memories of him on stage is when I saw the the Crows and Page, and uh, they do the intro to Your Time Is Gonna Come with just the spotlight on him. 
Mm. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I, I still have my unused ticket from the show that I did not get to see because of the oh, yeah. They canceled the Deer Creek show, among others, yeah. Mm. But uh, he, he was he was just one of the greats, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I was hoping he still had some, uh, some, some shows left in him, but uh, nonetheless, uh, we'll miss him, so... Yeah, he was, I mean, I, I can't remember if I've said this or not, but I'm going to say it again. He was just like the natural progression from the 70s, like Nicky Hopkins into the Chuck Lavelle. Mm-hmm. Just that pure rock keyboardist. You know what I mean? He could play mm-hmm. organ. He could play a Wurlitzer or a Rhodes. He could play a grand piano. He was just, yeah, he just gave, he gave, I don't know how to say it. Like, isn't. He, just he completed colored, their sound. He colored those songs. He like yeah. finished the coloring. Oh yeah, I mean because if you compare if you compare Shake Your Money Maker, which doesn't have him on it, it does have some yeah. keyboards on it to I think you know what it evolved. Yeah, Chuck Lavelle. Yeah, yeah, Chuck Lavelle. Yeah. But you know, compare that evolution all of a sudden then to eventually to a Morica, and it's like whoa, oh, yeah. the difference here is Eddie Harsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. The band that we yeah. fell in love with really formed when when he when they when they picked him. Mark. Him, yeah, yeah, him, the, and Mark, him yeah. and Mark made that band. I'm oh, not yeah. gonna. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to say that because that sounds like I'm taking something away from the Robinson Brothers. The Robinson Brothers were good. Eddie Harsh and Mark Ford made that band great. Yeah, that that's not just a keyboardist and a guitarist. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's those are those are two yeah. active ingredients you're adding in that are yeah. taking it to another level. Absolutely. So yeah, so Eddie, rest in peace, man. Uh, it uh, it's 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 sad news. Uh, fortunately, uh, left us with uh, some great tunes and some great shows, which I I know I'll be, gosh, uh, probably I I'll probably be up when the baby starts crying here in a few hours because uh, <laughs> I'll be I'll be listening to a bunch of nineteen ninety six shows probably. Uh, so yeah, one of the greats, man. I uh, will miss him. You know, real quick, uh, one of my one of my favorite things about Eddie was that, like, when when we were getting in, you know, getting into really kind of follow bands in the mid '90s, he was yeah. kind of the the first almost cartoon character of of all of these members of these bands that we were really into, and yeah. so he was almost mythical in that sense, like, but mythical yeah. in like a puppet sense, like a Muppet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's skinny. He's, you know, he's got that long kind of stringy, nasty yeah. hair, you know, I mean, like old weird Ed. Yeah. Even though he was only like, I don't know, he was only like, like, you know, like 36 or something like that. When he joined the band, he looked like he was 56 already. Yeah. Yeah. He was actually 970 years old. He's a wizard from another galaxy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he had like about 10, he had like about 10 years on all the rest of the guys in the band, you know, when he joined, um, you know, he had already played with Muddy Waters and yeah, I'm going to have to look like that was in the eighties. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I have to find some like bootleg Muddy Waters '80s shows just to see if I can hear some Ed in them. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I, I'm, you know, I, obviously it, it sounds like he was he was going through uh, some hard times over the last ten years, um, at least, you know, personally. And it, it's uh, it's I, I'm saddened that there wasn't more musical output, you know, over the last ten years. He he did play with a couple projects, a band called Bulldog, and. Uh, Occasionally, he would play with a band called the Detroit Cobras, who are a really good band, actually. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, it's uh, 
the, the crows lost something when uh, when he was no longer with the band, certainly. So, yeah, we're gonna miss him. I want to dedicate tonight's episode to Eddie. Absolutely, sure. absolutely, and uh, yeah, we'll post some. I'll probably fill up your feeds with some crows videos and things like that over the next uh, the next couple uh, days. Yeah, I think absolutely. so. Absolutely. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Um, you can you can you can music. hear how good he was, uh, and and why he was so important. Uh, Post so. your favorite Eddie songs if you have them out there. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, so uh, maybe we can start a hashtag or something like that. We'll figure it out. But anyway, uh, so so thanks guys. Uh, Want to remind everybody again, rockchew.com, and then follow us on Instagram and Twitter at rockinchew. Um, and, uh, got some other cool stuff coming up lately, uh, or, or soon going to have some, some cool off season episodes, uh, that we'll be getting into. I know this is kind of the, the dormant period for baseball, but the hot stove will heat up soon and, uh, we'll be talking about that as well. So, uh, until next time, have a good night, everybody. Peace.